Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic on the talkzone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago. It's the coach and my good friend, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, joining us via the telephone telephonic lines out in Aurora. And big dog, all I can think of is the Olympics are in the rearview mirror and let the madness of March begin. Are you ready? Yeah. And you know it's early in the in the month of March, Coach, because it's the first Tuesday, it's 10 o'clock, and the emergency sirens are screaming all over the city of Chicago right now. Really? I, I You know, my hearing is bad. I can't hear them right now. What exactly are the emergency sirens? Uh, we don't have a tsunami coming, do we? You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Ever since you've been just a wee bit lad, the first Tuesday of every single month at 10 a.m., all around the city of Chicago, all the, all the villages, sound their uh, alarms you should be able to hear it everywhere in the city of chicago i've lived here i've lived here in the chicago area all my life i'd probably very shamefully would say that i was not aware that what is the significance of the uh first tuesday of each month 10 a.m siren ringing well they do it at the same time so it doesn't alarm people and they also want to make sure that everyone's like why the heck are those alarms going off and if it isn't the first tuesday at 10 o'clock you say Mm -hmm. "Uh oh we better get the shelter Mm -hmm. seriously and I've never heard them ever, ever, what do you call it, alarmed unless it was at 10 o'clock. I, it all started from the Cold War. Mm-hmm. So there uh, you go. Some, some good, ended, by the way. Good hysterical, historical, if not hysterical, Chicago community information for the big dog. That's very solid. And it reminds me of a very odd experience I had over the weekend. Joel, you're used to odd experiences on the weekend. I've been married for 17 years. I don't get too many more odd experiences, but... With the uh, earthquake in Chile and the follow-up, I don't know if you were watching CNN or not. The Olympics were on, and we were kind of switching back and forth. But it was weird television because there was a tsunami warning in Hawaii. And they showed, and they were there uh, without any commercial breaks, like two hours straight, like waiting for this huge wave, the tsunami, to come. And it was really odd. It was intriguing. But it was a little uncomfortable television watching when you're waiting for this potential disaster. We all all had the thoughts of, uh, you know, Indonesia, that horrible, horrible tsunami from, uh, what was it, about four years ago. But because of the earthquake, I guess they've, they've put in some safety devices and, and it's able to track where a potential tsunami could be. And there was a alert in Hawaii. Did you catch any of that on CNN or were you too busy watching uh, the no, news? No, I, I, what are you talking about, Coach? I went right to the Internet, uh, one of the London-based casinos, and I started uh, betting on which particular cities are going to be destroyed. <laughs> Coach, I just want to let you know, I bet the under. And I made out like a, I made out like a bandit. I actually don't think the end of the world is coming. So I, I did all right, Coach. Yeah, well, you are a global warming enthusiast, and you're also well aware of our potential destruction in 2012, but uh, so while you may lose the biggie in a couple of years, you won the bet on this year's tsunami, huh? Yeah, excellent, Coach. I was able to I parlayed yeah. that with a couple other actors' deaths, and everything's looking good this week. You are a sick, sick individual. You know that, Mr. Redwanski? <laughs> it's why we begin to appreciate more and more each day. But the big waves never come. The tsunami, tsunami never came. And 
Is it, good, is it, is it wrong, Big Dog? There was part of me. There was part no, of me that was like. No, no, no. Seriously, Coach, you don't. You might have to write a check to, for a hundred bucks to you know bail a, a family out of being ten feet deep in water. You know what I'm saying? You might as well watch that. I mean, that that is that is intriguing television. Well, coach. all right. You, I, you almost had a natural disaster where it affected hundreds of thousands of people on our hands. I yes, mean, I, I was watching it too. Okay, I don't apologize for watching that. But what what I was going to ask, I'm taking the next step on the line. Again, two guys in a mic. We're going to get to some sports talk in just a second. Coach and the big dog with you up until 11 o'clock. I was going to say, is it wrong? I was almost disappointed when the big wave, the actual tsunami, didn't hit. After watching for two hours, I was kind of like, well, come on. You're yeah, almost that ins- is wrong, and you are a sick and twisted individual, and you need to see a psychiatrist. I, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Appreciate your forthrightness, and uh, I'm going to regret having you as a partner on the TalkZone.com. Well, I was I was actually hoping it was going to like hit the island of Elba or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like but no, we, we didn't get any type of action. You know, okay. but that was good. It was, which is kind of strange. You think a 8.8 earthquake? How big was the earthquake uh, that caused the tsunami back on Christmas Eve of 05? Or was it 04? I think, I think 04, but okay, but it, it was. All I remember is I was told by people that it actually moved the Earth's axis by like an eighth of an inch. Mm-hmm. It actually That's how hard the earthquake was. It actually moved the whole entire Earth. Mm-hmm. And so what, I, I, this one probably wasn't as big. That's probably why. Well, I don't know. You know the, 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 the warning signs went off. Obviously, the scientists haven't proven it to be a perfect science in predicting it. But uh, it was, you know what it reminded me? It reminded me a little bit, not quite the intensity, of the viewing of O.J. Simpson in the white Bronco. I don't know if you were young enough to remember that. Some of our that had more intensity than a possible tsunami destroying a coastline? Yeah, it did. Wow. Were, were you watching at the time? You know what, Coach? I, I have to admit, I wanted to watch the NBA Finals and was absolutely irate. I am not kidding you. I was like, I could care less for watching a truck. I was like, the guy did it. Pull him. When they pull him out and beat him mm-hmm. up like they usually do in Los Angeles, yeah, I watched that part of it. I think it. I think you were in the minority. I can honestly say, in my many many years of uh, television watching, but, if uh, I could pick out the one, stopped, when that truck stopped and they were waiting for him to get out, there was no way I was changing the channel. But when it was just driving down the highway, I'm like, the NBA Finals are on. This- <laughs> I don't know. It was. Uh, I was going to say. I don't remember any time in my TV watching career. When I was more, you know, I, I almost became one with the television, where I was more just totally, totally mesmerized by what was going on. It was odd. It was weird. It was intriguing. It was horrible. It was humorous. Do you want to know was... how sick, sick I was? I was with my dad, okay? And my dad lived in, like, the south part of Woodridge. I was in the south part of Donner's Grove. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's about a 15-minute car ride. He would not go back to the basketball game. I left. And drove home to watch the basketball game, Coach. I could care less. I was so disgusted by it. And it ended up being, I'm not kidding you, what the, the, that trial for the next year. And what it ended up being, like, riots and, like, people, the, the way they, everybody demonstrated the day that they announced the verdict. It was one of the most sickening times in American history. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame you. I totally understand. Well, at the, time, about, uh, at the time, at the time. American they're... legend. Running away from the police on yeah. the highway. That good. that was yeah. the weird part because prior to that, the O.J. Simpson's a long time ago. My memory not real clear enough, but I'm pretty sure prior to that, the O.J. Simpson uh, reputation was clean as a whistle. It was he, pristine. We 
We yeah. loved him. USC loved superstar, him. great NFL player, uh, actor, and you know, an airport and some of the other movies, a humorous guy with a smile that could light up the screen, light up a room. I mean, that's what made it so shocking when you hear he was accused of murder and then he's in a Bronco all by himself and you don't know what he's going to do. So that was part of the fascination of it, I think. What I remember, and I wish I could remember the guy's name, but the guy was an African-American sports anchor, like the lead sports anchor for the ABC affiliate in Los Angeles. Whoever that guy was in June of 1994, that's exactly who the guy was. I'll probably find this out later, but Mm -hmm. he got on the air, okay, and was, like, begging. He was on television crying, please, OJ, turn it around. And right when that happened, my... I had to leave. I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. That's, I, I remember that was the moment that Little. I got up. I was like, Dad, I can't take this. I'm cold. <laughs> Little did he know OJ was listening to WNUA 93.9 beautiful music at the time. Coach, it was and the- I think that guy was like a player for like one year. He was like one of those guys that like played in the NFL for like one year. I have no idea how we got on this topic, but as long as we're on it, I'll throw a quick trivia question out to our fine talkzone.com. Two guys in a mic listening audience. Who was the football friend of OJ Simpson, his close friend at the time, who tried to talk him out of further disaster? Who was that uh, football player? If you want to answer a trivia question, we don't have any great prizes to give away, but. You will have the pride, the prestige, the honor of being a trivia question answer winner on the talkzone.com. And quite frankly, big dog, that's priceless. Our phone line, 888-463-6748. Dial it up, 888-463-6748. It's two guys and a mic. And you can email us, by the way, at mike 2 Guys at AOL.com, M-I-C, and the number two. Big dog, let's get uh, over to the... Uh... Well, uh, before we get there, you know, my coach, I'm glad you brought up O.J.'s companion because he did, when he answered the phone in the car that day, he had one of the greatest quotes ever in the history of uh, of, of felonies in American history. And well, I will answer what he said when we do answer the question later. What was the, what was the quote, if you want? Uh... Don't mess with me. I'm one crazy mofo. It'll give up <laughs> who what his name is, coach. <laughs> All right. Well, once we said what his name was, it's it's pretty funny. Okay. Once we get someone to say the name, then we'll come up with the quote. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, Tuesday, a little bit of a residue Tuesday. Of course, a tradition here on the TalkZone.com show. Two guys that Mike, we can look back at some of the stuff from the weekend, but uh, primarily we're looking ahead. I opened the show, Big Dog, by saying let the madness of March begin in illusion, in aleatory, if you will. Is aleatory a word? I don't know. Salutatory. It's kind of a mixture of a salutary and a illusion, but an aleatory, if you will, <laughs> that the March Madness basketball tournaments, the high school games are going on now. College starts tonight, and NBA won't be far away. Are you uh, psyched up? And, and indeed, let the games begin. Oh, absolutely. This is a fantastic time of year, and uh, you know, the polls start mattering just a little bit right now, just a little bit. See- Maybe find out who's going to end up getting some of the like the one or two seeds, which are the important ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but conference play does start tonight, right? Some of the conferences, like the Horizon I, Conference, uh, some yeah, teams. I don't know if Horizon starts tonight, but yeah, you're right. They like the Colonials and all those schools, the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. So, so some teams, in fact, today will become their final game. The end begins today. The, the elimination tournament, if you want to call it that, starts today. Well, I'm glad that they're doing the tournament in early March now, because they used to do it in late February, and those guys will play their last collegiate basketball game ever, ever 
you know, mm-hmm. in March Madness. The problem was it'd be eliminated February 27th and really dig it into them. You know, mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't be good for those kids. Producer extraordinaire Randy Myers helping us out today. By the way, if you didn't join us yesterday, David Olson, our regular producer, taking the week off. We're not sure why. We think it's psychological counseling. It could be a suspension of sorts, or God forbid he could actually be enjoying a vacation. More importantly, though, Randy Myers has taken over the show, and he has given me a list of some of the games, in fact, tonight, Big Dog. Tonight, Youngstown State and Green Bay, one of those fine institutions, will end their season. Ohio Valley Conference play tonight. Jacksonville State and Moorhead State are playing. One of those two teams will well, end. Well, I definitely, right now, I'm going for the Phoenix of, uh, of Wisconsin Green Bay because they will rise again. And I'm going to go with Moorhead, a connection. That's the eighth year in a row you predicted Moorhead. <laughs> a man has to stick to the things he believes in, Coach. Tennessee State taking on Murray State, moving right along. Sometimes you got to do that, Randy, with Joel. You get sidetracked. Very... Moving right time. along is a very important thing to do when you're working with Rad Ronsky. This is Family Sports Talk Radio here, as long as you don't have a family. Austin P taking on Tennessee Tech, an interesting battle. One of those fine teams, Joel, will end their season tonight. Your thoughts? Um, I, I hopefully it's, it's Tennessee Tech. Uh, I'm really not a big fan of their colors, Coach. <laughs> but uh, all kidding aside, it is fun. If you get a chance to watch some of those games, it's you know when it gets down to single elimination, your season is about over. Even when you got some favored teams playing some weak teams, some teams that have had bad seasons, I like watching those games, Joel, because it's a chance for teams that have had pretty much a frustrating season, a chance yeah, for redemption. Oh, absolutely, and that's the beautiful thing about college basketball is of the 345 teams, about 330 of them uh, have, are still in contention to play for a championship throughout the year. I mean, obviously they're not going to win it, but it is cool to live that dream. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can always dream mm-hmm. while, while your whole season is going on. And so. You brought up a good point uh, yesterday. In fairness, it's it's not really fair that, it's some of the smaller conferences, the team that played the best for two and a half months, the regular season champ, one slip-up, and some team that didn't play good for two and a half months can win it all. So it's not fair, but it certainly is exciting. Oh, yeah, and it's and you know, and if you really, really want to get in, if you're one of those top teams, you know, play even better during the regular season and try to get it whether you need the conference or not or win your conference. You know, mm-hmm. you, you got to do it that way. Right. But uh, if you want to see these games, Coach, ESPN does a really good job of getting them out there. So, you know, ESPN Classic, ESPN U, ESPN 2, check those games. I mean, seriously, check them out because you watch the ends of those games with a minute mm-hmm. or two left and somebody down by a couple points and their whole season is on the line. Mm-hmm. There's All I need is guys playing any type of sport as hard as they possibly can, and it's cool to watch. No question about it. Some of the games are on, like, uh, like the Horizon Conference on Horizon Network TV via the computer, very similar to our show here, the computer becoming, as you're well aware of, and most of our technocrats are out there, more and more of a uh, viewing choice, Big Dog. So, What's our question, Coach? You know, some of us travel, some of us have to. You know, live by a train, you know, get on a train to go make $4 an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to watch these games on our handheld. Mm-hmm. You know what? And, hey, it's better. I'd rather watch a basketball game on my Palm Pilot than miss the basketball game. So I, I love the fact that they give you these particular options. Without getting it. without getting too personal, feel free to uh, not answer. But right now, are you using your pers- uh, Palm Pilot or your handheld? i got to be quite honest with you, Coach. Right now during the show, I try. Uh, I'm, I've got my handheld. Okay. Really? And I'm just going to keep it that way. Yeah. But, uh, think about Randy, thank, go- we're, thank goodness we're not webcasting from Joel's house. You, you know, 
two years ago, you could try if you wanted to watch like an MCC game or something like that. You know, you would hopefully, oh, you got to buy a cable package, you got to do this, and then you got to watch it at your house. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I can keep it and see it later. A couple of years later, any game you want to watch in college basketball, if you have the right phone, you can be mm-hmm. anywhere in the country. And hey, watch but it. but it's confusing now. And again, I would throw that out to our technocrats out there on our talkzone.com. No, 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 Listen. it's not confusing. You're just old. No, it's confusing. <laughs> All the different choices. It is very, very confusing. You got you know the regular TV with you know 185 different channels. Actually, it's now 375 because every channel's got HD. Basketball packages anymore. It, it's it's a lot better. It seems those things have gotten better, coach, because it was such a ripoff. People quit buying them, so they've kind of gone away with that. Now you just go and, and you just like if you want to, you can actually go to websites of different schools and they'll have their games broadcasted. See, but that that's yet another conf- for people that are not technologically uh, really. Well, you're not the type of guy that's going to watch a game on a computer. Are well, you? So I'm you're getting still there. in the old. It's now it's still it's still 1985 for you, which is fine. You can you can watch whatever game you want. But on contraire, Pierre, I would like to watch some of these games. And a game, if you're right, if a game's on TV and a game's on computer, I'll go to the TV much easier. But there are some games like tonight, USC. My local school here in Chicago plays in the Horizon Conference Tournament. I'd like to see if they can pull off an upset. I would like to tune in to HorizonNetworkTV.com via the Internet. So there's there are choices out there. It's confusing for some of us of the older generation, Big Dog. But Coach, I promise you that they, they do that stuff right. If you go, who is UIC playing? Uh, hold on a second. Uh, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Okay, so if you put uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee UIC uh, webcast basketball uh-huh. game, okay. it will, just, just in Google, you will, uh, your next, the next thing you will click on will be the game where you can Well, watch. see, I don't, that has not been my experience because the next thing is, like, you have to program something or oh, your well, computer you, you does not have this. You don't, then you have to have the right – you only have to do it once. You'll just have to download the right media player into your computer. Yeah, but see, aren't you know, a lot of – one time. I'm sure David can explain this to you. One, David could explain it, but he's uh, vacationing somewhere, so he can't explain it right now. So you're saying one media player will solve the problem for all the different webcasts that show up? Well, n- most likely. All right. You would only need one or two, and I guarantee you Randy Myers will probably be a lot better at this particular explanation than me, and I know Dave Olson will. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys could probably just explain all this stuff to both of us but two of the yeah, finest you would only need one coach two usually. of the finest radio engineers that our limited budget can afford here at the talks i was not aware of that no question about it all right we're going to take a quick break but uh we'll the, the let the madness of march begins that's kind of the theme of today's show and i would like to throw it out there to the listeners now we got some very difficult couch potato tv watching time coming up you well, got and, and, huh? You got your computers. You got your TV stations. You got your HD. You got your uh, your uh, webcast. You got your Flow TV. The handhelds. The Palm Pilot. We need some experts out there to help us out. Some advice. Simple advice. Some from past experience. Proper things for us to do so that we can watch the games of March in the most efficient possible way. 888-463-6748 is our phone number. You can email us at Mike Two Guys at AOL. Dot com. Big Dog, hang on. We'll take a quick break. Get to your thoughts. Just a second.
We are back on the uh, Two Guys in a Mic show. Big Dog, I feel right before we went to a break and heard that scintillating music, which is also used, by the way, as a Chinese torture if someone will not admit to wrongdoing. They basically play that music for 45 minutes, and nobody's ever been able to survive that long. Yeah, actually, that's like in Saw number 8. <laughs> they have option either the guy plays that music or he has to cut his leg off. <laughs> Who needs waterboarding if we could just play that music? I think Dick, Dick Cheney just found a new favorite song. Yeah, every once in a while, though, it gets my blood boiling, though, Coach. It all depends on my mood. Anything that can get your blood boiling, I think I can speak for 88.5% of our listeners, Big Dog, we're all for. That's and the other 15%, who the hell cares about him? All right, I feel like we uh, interrupted. You had some thoughts on the uh, viewing expertise in the March, March Madness games. Oh, no, no I, yeah, I was just going to pipe it. We, we can move on. But, yeah, there's going to be plenty of options for for everybody, considering that uh, um, you have the handheld. Like, we have... Um, When uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, we have all different types of options. You're going to have uh, options with your handheld, uh, laptop. Uh, legitimately, you can watch every single uh, postseason game on ESPN360.com, supposedly. Had a friend every of mine, single- I don't know if you've experienced it yet, He uh, somebody bought him for a present, the new, brand new Flow TV. Okay. Are you familiar with that? Oh, this is the one that you can, like, tape stuff. Immediately from, you can go to your computer, tape it, and then it will go to your, you'll have it like, you don't have to have it connected to your own television, right? Is that what it is? I, you know, I'm not sure. He was reading the directions and just, I, I do know within 10 minutes of opening it up, he was watching regular television on this. It's handheld, but it's a fairly large handheld. The screen was decent. Now, I don't know about that. would be really cool if you could tape something off your TV and play it. In this portable, transportable uh, flow TV device? Now, that would be outstanding. I'm not sure that's the way it could be done. Again, if we have any listeners out there, maybe uh, expert or at least uh, have, uh, somewhat familiar with the brand-new concept of the flow TV, 888-463-6748. Would appreciate any input you could give. But that's the newest of the toys out there. Big Dog, I'm surprised you're not aware. Well, the, the slingshot, I know it's like that. The, the slingshot, you can basically, yes. as long as you have a, uh, a DVR, you could watch your slingshot wherever you want to. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So probably, now, if Flow TV is new, it's yep. probably uh, even more advanced than what the slingshot is, which means that, that you can get any television show that you want. Yeah, to. I'm not sure they're comparable thing. The slingshot, or that's even the wrong name for it, sling something i know what you're talking about that's been out for a couple of years the flow tv i think they debuted basically with a commercial at the uh, super bowl i believe so it's it's real new out on the market but uh bottom line is the basketball games the madness of march is about to begin games start tonight conference tournaments this weekend the big major conferences start next weekend big dog real quick and again basketball fans you want to join us a little march madness early talk here 888-463-6748 emails at mike two guys at aol.com remember to spell mike m-i-c is in microphone but um how about some teams that are on the bubble where the next week their next game or two their conference games can make a difference who are some of the bubble teams? And I'm thinking one of them might be your beloved Fighting Alina. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I've been, Coach Heaven, I've been saying it when everybody else was patting them on the back, even even when I was saying, hey, they're playing great. I said, they're not in. At no point did I ever think they were locked in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And here we go. They're 18 and 11, solidly in right now. 
But they have two games remaining at Ohio State and at home against Wisconsin. And if they lose both of them, they are in real trouble because a lot of they'll be eighteen and thirteen going into the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. Who knows what happens there? You know, and they will be try. They're going to have to play their way back yeah. in at that particular point. So let's, Illinois must win. They must win at least one of these games at Ohio State or at home against. Let, let's present a realistic right scenario. Let's say they win one of the two. Big Ten tournament, they win their opening game against a somewhat weaker team, lose their second game. So they win one of their two to finish. And now in the Big Ten tournament, they're eliminated in the second round. They're sitting on the bubble. At that scenario, dog, are they in or are they out? Okay, they're 20-13 and 13 with that particular scenario. And they've played an extremely good season. I would say, yes, they are in unless we have a run Mm-hmm. of miracle uh, teams that would not make it into the tournament mm-hmm. unless they win their conference tournament. So, like, Northern Iowa doesn't get the automatic bid and ends up going to, like, Indiana State, you know, uh, in the Big East. Like, DePaul makes a crazy run and all of a sudden takes away. And all, you know, all of a sudden if you get a lot of teams that are taking the automatic bids, mm-hmm. well, Illinois might be in okay. a little bit of trouble no matter how well That's, they finish uh, their and, season. And, so. and, and not just Illinois. That scenario applies to a lot of teams that are uh, – mm-hmm. Female intern here, Louisa, new on board. Uh, she, her nickname, by the way, is No Squeeze of Louisa. Has given me a list of other bubble teams, Big Dog. And uh, on behalf of No Squeeze of Louisa, here are some of the teams. Give me a thumbs up, thumbs down, where they might fall. These are teams bordering on the brink of in and or out. How about the Notre Dame fighting Irish making a run of late without their star? Uh, what they're going to have to do in order to make sure they get in is uh... – Right before Selection Sunday, say Heron Gody has had a miracle cure, and he will be playing. He, okay. he will make it into the tournament, and then they might give him the nod. Okay. So, in other he words, was, the selection committee, would, knowing that their star is coming back when all is on the bubble, they might say, you know what, let's give these guys a break because they got their star coming back. Yeah. Good job. Okay. By the way, uh, no. say hi to Louisa. She wants you to uh, throw a little love the way of Louisa. Hola, Louisa. That's it? Well, I mean, I, I, she needs to say something back to me. I don't know. Louisa's not coming on the microphone. What can I tell you? <laughs> she, Hello, remember, Louisa. She's no, that, that's not going to get it done, Joel. I think okay. she was looking for a little bit more love than that. But we will we will move on. That's why we lose the female interns in, uh, you know, on a regular basis here. They don't get any love. Well, I got in trouble with the last particular company because it was, there was too much going on. Yes. We actually had a, uh, a marriage come out of one of the – relationships did we not uh not with me though no no oh you were trying to do a little bit too much no squeeze louisa <laughs> i do remember that matter of fact i remember at the back at the radio station this particular sales lady had a partition set up the general manager actually had to put what do they call it now in the offices a little uh the dog fence a little uh, uh makeshift cubicle if you will yeah yeah to keep you away <laughs> the dog fence and then they put the electrical shock device, so every time you reached over, you got – it wasn't a major shock, but just enough to remind you that hands off uh, the young and beautiful lady. Why did she always call me to go back there then? I think she enjoyed it a little too much. Though. I think she was uh, interested in sales and marketing and trying to pick your brain on possible advertisers. <laughs> she was picking something. Maybe not. I got a feeling if you ever met uh, Louisa, though, she might not be no squeeze. She might at that point, once the two of you meet, she might be squeeze of Louisa. Keep a stiff upper lip, big dog. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm open to new experiences, <laughs> coach. <laughs>
Thank you very much. All right, other teams on the bubble. How about uh, up north of Wisconsin, not too far up north of the border, the Marquette Golden Eagle. I didn't call them the Warrior now. The Golden Eagle in and or out, Big Dog? Um, they're not in yet, but they definitely can play their way in. If they win their last two games, they should be in. And I think luckily for them, one of those games is against DePaul. Mm-hmm. But if they lose to DePaul, pack their bags uh, <laughs> and get ready uh, to host uh, what he called a home game in the NIT. Mm-hmm. As a DePaul fan, I will take that comment as a personal affront. <laughs> well, they're they're backing good either. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, how about the uh, Dayton Flyers up in Ohio, a team that, according to Louise, our female intern, on the bubble. The Dayton Flyers got to win their way in, or you think they've the body of work is enough at this point? Uh, Dayton, Ohio has to win their way in. Every single time another game is played, the Atlantic 10's like, strength of schedule goes down. So, mm-hmm. uh not your typical real good A-10 season. You know, the Xavier's, the St. Joe's, those, these teams are underrated perennially, Coach. But this year, I, you know, I, I have to be honest with you, I don't think it's, it's all that great of a conference. So, mm-hmm. all right. Dayton, Con- you better win your conference tournament if you want to make sure you're in the tournament. College basketball guru, the big dog, joining us here in the uh, TalkZone.com. You want to throw out your own bubble team from your own particular area. You want to know if they will be in or if they will be out. Dr. Redwanski will give his expertise. He will uh, take a look at the patient, briefly look over their schedule, and make a diagnosis. You can call up the good doc at 888-463-6748, or you can email him at mike2guys at aol.com. And I know you as a doctor, uh, Mr. Redwanski, I know you love popping someone's bubble. Yeah, without a doubt, I'll pop a bubble in a heartbeat, Coach. I've been a, I've been a practicing uh, bracketology doctor for yes. about 47 seconds now. Yes. And I want to let you know, I take this job extremely seriously, mm-hmm. and I will prescribe medicine to any uh, NCAA people out there that are suffering from our mm-hmm. madness. A bracketologist of sort. What about uh, in the Big Ten here, our Northwestern Wildcat finally answered the question. They're off the bubble. They'll be playing for the NIT championship. That's okay. No, no, coach, 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 I just want to – I agree with you that they're off it. We have said we said this earlier in the, in the previous segment. They, their dream is still alive. They have a conference tournament, and that yes. team can win it for the first time in the history of Northwestern. They can go into the conference tournament, legitimately say to us, "We can win this, guys," without knowing deep in their heart that it's impossible. Mm-hmm. They actually could go on a four-game streak, coach. You know mm-hmm. they could. Yeah, yeah, they could. They shoot the ball well. They've had games. They've certainly beaten some of the top teams four in a row. A bit of a stretch, but they've certainly, uh, without their star Kevin Coble injured in the beginning of the season, they've played well over their heads. It's been a great season for Northwestern. The one team on the bubble in the Big Ten, though, up north, we got a lot of listeners in the Minnesota area, the Golden Gophers, coached by Tubby Smith, bracketologist Dr. Radwanski, in and or out for the Golden Gopher. They are starting, you know, they just beat Illinois, but right now they're still on the outside looking in. And they, they're rooting for Illinois to keep on losing, they got to keep on winning. Uh, they don't have a chance to pass Illinois in the Big Ten standings, but they look a lot at how you finish the season how you, uh, and how uh, you're playing at the end. Mm-hmm. They have a possibility to grab a spot. If they win the, their remaining games, and definitely if they win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament, Coach, and again, not too many other spots are taken up. Uh, Minnesota could be the sixth team to make it out of the Big Ten this year. All right, very good. Now we have a email coming in from brand new listener. Leave it to Meat Cleaver. Okay. Leave it to Meat Cleaver wants to know. Uh, he says three number one seeds. We're talking number one seeds now. 
This is down the road, a couple of weeks, Selection Sunday coming up. It's kind of our pre-March Madness show. Folks, if you're just joining us, we're getting into it, trying to get the fever going a little bit, let the games begin. The madness of March is starting today. So we're talking a lot of college hoops just to get us psyched up a little bit. But uh, according to Leave It to Meet Cleaver, Syracuse, Kentucky, and Kansas are automatics. I think I would agree with the uh, Cleaver. But his yeah, question, yeah, you know what he is, and by the way, Syracuse named number one team yes. in the nation today. Yes, how about that? Woo! Yeah, I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. That was in honor of our uh, co-host who fills in sometimes. Syracuse grad Jordan Burnfield is probably wearing his orange uh, flannel boxers today in honor of Syracuse being number one. But leave it to me, Cleaver's question, big dog. It's a good one. Who do you think will be the other number one seed? Kansas. Kentucky and Syracuse almost automatic. Who gets that fourth spot? Okay, that that is a it's a good question. And you know, I I don't like Bobby Knight, but last night Bobby Knight was talking about it, and he was like, "There's too much put in a number one. If that number two is just as good, and you know what? I think he's right. Yep, he really is. Now, if you get an if you don't get a number one, you get a number two. Shut up and and play your play in the tournament and don't worry about a thing. Mm-hmm. So, so as long as you get that number two, it isn't going to be all that important. I guess that's what we're going to find out over the next couple of weeks is, you know, who ends up playing playing the best. But, I mean, it could be another Big East team, possibly. Could I mean, Purdue lost, I think, any chance of getting it because of Hummel being hurt. And I don't think Ohio State, even if Ohio State wins the Big Ten and then the Big Ten tournament where they get it, same with Michigan State. So I don't think it's going to be a Big Ten school. The Pac-10 really doesn't deserve anybody as a, as a number one seed. It's it's pretty difficult, Coach. It could come down to maybe Villanova getting that other number one seed, especially if they uh, if they end up winning the Big East tournament. Mm-hmm. There is a so. team out there. Uh, clearly, they have become the Rodney Dangerfields. The Rodney Dangerfields of the college basketball world. They're ranked number four right now. We've been on for a couple of months here to talk college basketball. I don't know if we've mentioned this team once. But their team name is Kansas State. Their nickname is the Wildcats. Their star player is from the Chicago area. His name is Jacob Pullen. No love for Kansas State, the Wildcats, big dog. I haven't seen them play. Have you, and could this be the next number one team? Uh, well, they got this coach, this Martin, and he is like, uh, he's like, he's not a Bobby Knight disciple. He's just a Bobby Knight wannabe, and he just yells and screams and acts like a fool, and he's mm-hmm. their coach. Is he and the guy the who. Intensity's working for him right now, I tell you that much. Is he the one who took over when Bobby Huggins left for West Virginia? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. he makes Bobby Huggins look like he lacks intensity. Yeah. Okay? This guy is he's he's the iron fist. He's the he's the Brezhnev of college coaches right now. <laughs> but but he's slick looking. I tell you something, he comes with hair and he wears a dapper suit. So. And and he goes hair gel too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does hair gel it yeah. up. By the so, way, one I, one coach who I didn't know that well who uh, I gained much admiration for Speaking of hair gel and nice suits and looking good, uh, is the Villanova coach Steve Pappas? Is that his name? Steve Lapis, right? The Villanova coach? Yeah, the Villanova is, coach is Jay Wright. Jay Wright. What the hell am I talking about? Steve Lapis was their coach before. No, but, Steve Lavin is. Uh... No, no, no. Steve, I think it was Lapis was the Villanova coach before Jay Wright. Doesn't I know matter. It wasn't Raleigh Massimino. <laughs> There was someone between Raleigh and Massimino. Don't question me here. I'll go back. You look back in your notes, or if I could figure out how to work the Internet here, I would tell you that Steve Lapis was the coach before Jay Wright. But the point I'm trying to make is Jay Wright, when he was interviewed by Aaron Andrews, and first of all, when you're interviewed by Aaron Andrews, just to keep your composure alone. 
you're normally standing at attention, Coach. You are indeed. But he was totally cool, and they were talking about the big game and how his team is going to handle playing in front of 34,000 fans at Syracuse. And I, I can't relay his answers, but he was totally cool, totally down to earth, much different than the GQ-looking coach I saw a storm on the sideline. Same thing with his halftime interview. And my son even made the comment. He had never seen this guy before. He said, you know what? That's a coach I'd like to play for. Jay Wright, excellent coach for the Villanova Wildcat. Really, Jay Wright. You know what, though? Uh, they seem to have well-coached teams. And I, I do know this. My favorite player in college basketball right now is playing on their team, and that's Scotty Reynolds. Oh, is he good. He, he loves Jay Wright. Scotty Reynolds could have gone pro three years in a row, and he kept yep. saying, he kept saying, I don't want to go. I love playing for Villanova and Coach Jay Wright. And since I love Scotty Reynolds, I guess I'm going to have to agree with you, Coach. He loves Jay Wright. I, I, I you know, and I'm, he, he must have something good going on because Scotty Reynolds is like one of those class acts. If they gave away like, uh, like, like the Lady Bing Trophy for uh-huh. college basketball, uh-huh. you know, like uh, the most gentlemanly, most like player that you should play like sportsman like guy, they would mm-hmm. give it to Scotty Reynolds this year. Yeah, and for those Seriously. fans who don't know who Scotty Reynolds is, you think always oh, a nice guy, probably a complimentary player. He may be a nice guy and a classy guy. He's also, I think. Pretty good bet to be a first-team All-American. He might be the best guard in the country. He's an unlimited shooting range, and he's got a great shot fake. Love the way he shot fakes. He can penetrate in the hoop. Uh, he's not real big. I don't know what his NBA career is, but awfully exciting player. Maybe the most exciting player in college basketball, Doug. You know, I'd have to agree with you there, Coach. The guy is like just one of those high-energy guys, and mm-hmm. uh, he'll steal a, a, a ball from me in critical times and go dunk it, and, and he'll get the big shot for you. And you're right, he's an off-guard mm-hmm. with pretty decent handles, but he's only like six two, six three. so his NBA future may be uh, a little limited. But you know what the funny thing is? Last night, Cloudy, one of my roommates, <laughs> was, we, we were we, he asked me, he's like, hey, Joel, could you name the top ten NBA players drafted last year? And if people don't listen of the show, I, I'm kind of a little bit of a nerd. I'm really good at knowing all that stuff. And it was funny. I, I barely could remember them. And I'm like, well, I'm like, you know, Blair, you know, Blake Griffin, you know, I started going over him, you, uh, you know, Stephen Curry, and I started laughing. I'm like, he went like seventh. Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry went seventh, coach, mm-hmm. because he was too small. Because yep. he's six foot two, just like Scotty Reynolds is going to be too small for people. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Everybody drafted ahead of, of uh, Stephen Curry besides Tyreek Evans at number four. Stephen Curry's better than I all hope, of them. I hope there's some people at the NFL Combine and some scouts for our very own Chicago Bear listening to our show right now, taking your comments to uh, to heart, Big Dope, because you're right yeah. on with that. Hey, Coach, do you know what you do with the scouting? You don't go to the scouting combine to find the football players. What you do is you look at tape, and you find all the guys that you know in your system can play. And that's all you worry about. Mm-hmm. If they can't play, you don't even bother looking at them when you get to the combine. And then when mm-hmm. you go to the combine, then you interview them, you watch them run, you look at how they look like in shorts, and then you make a decision. Right. The idea that you go to the combine, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, oh, he ran all of a sudden in the 40, we got to take him, is so, uh, so mind blowingly mm-hmm. dumb. Uh, I just don't understand. It's like, hey, Raiders, Al Davis, didn't, I know he ran really fast. Hey, where Bay ran really fast in the 40, but didn't you notice on film? He couldn't run routes, and he dropped half the pass thrown to him. It doesn't matter. The man had speed. All right. Come well, on, coach. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get off the basketball front and talk yeah. some different sports, including the NFL Combine, where apparently a little controversy yesterday, Big Dog, a tight end was caught stuffing. Uh-oh. We'll talk about that when we come back.
time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. We are back indeed. Final segment. Thanks for joining us again. Two guys and a mic. We do it each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, five days a week, one hour a day, five in total. Hard to believe they give us that much time here on the talkzone.com. But uh, we're happy to do so. Big dog and a coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. We've been basketball intensive early. We move on to other activities. And real quick before we do so, big dog, I. I forgot yesterday, but I said I would throw a shout-out to some of the fine people at the Twin Lakes Recreation Center who raised over the weekend. I was uh, fortunate enough to MC this event, the Polar Plunge. Oh, I was supposed to go to that, Coach. The one at Twin Lakes? Oh, no, wrong one. The okay. One at, there, go, go ahead, Coach. Yeah, there were a lot throughout the throughout the state. I don't know if it was countrywide or not. $82,000 raised for the local Special Olympics organization, wonderful charitable event, the Polar Blunt, Polar Plunge. Some brave folk dressed in a variety of bathing suit regalia jumping into a freezing cold lake with the Palatine paramedics right there on hand. Have you ever, um, have you ever taken the plunge, Big Dog? Well, I, I, I got an actual story for you, but eighty-two thousand—that's that's a pretty good number. But yeah. I, you know, Coach, I'm hosting a show that we're trying to get sold. And on this show, uh, I uh, go around and find deadbeat parents. Okay. Okay, well, these guys wanted me to do something special. Like, hey, why don't, you know, we raise some money for kids and you go to the, do the polar plunge this Sunday. This Sunday, the one in Lake Michigan. Uh-huh. And trust me, Coach, they got me doing some crazy stuff, crazy stuff. You'll find out about it, you know, in, in a couple months. Mm-hmm. But there was no way I was going to do that. Never. Not in a million years. I'd rather get into a cage fight with Kimbo Slice, and I'm serious <laughs> about that, than I would jump into Lake Michigan when it's 33 degrees. Yeah. Water. No right. way. Stupid is, stupid does, sir. <laughs> I was you. very Thank happy, you, very happy to be the MC and not one of the participants. I was a little worried that if the cocktails kicked in, somebody towards the end of the event was going to come up with the idea of throwing the MC in. Fortunately, that did not happen, but I do want to congratulate all the folks that, uh, Came out there. You got to be brave to take the leap, and uh, I think there was like 360 different people that did so. Big dog, pretty impressive, and they looked pretty pained when they got out too. Yeah, that's you're more of a man than me. Even the women there, I tell you that much. Even the women oh, were more goodness. of a man than you. That's the. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I, I, that is like one of my biggest fears. And if you have heart problems, you shouldn't do it. No. No, I even mean, if, even if the Palatine uh, paramedics are right there on hand. Oh, okay, good. You got to have a lot of people there now. How many people do you know do it every year? There was, or is it like you do it once and you realize this is the dumbest thing I've ever done I, in my I think life? There's, I think there's some regulars. I think there's some. I don't know what the percentile of comeback is. I would estimate maybe fifty-eight percent. There are some that might say, you know, what one and done, and some good costumes too. They were. Uh, judging for creativity so people dressed up all kinds of different themes my favorite one was there was uh five people four of them were females dressed in all kinds of weird outfits then they had one guy about medium height dark hair and a mustache dressed in a nun's outfit uh-huh. and right before diving in the four ladies got down and started praying to the nun who raised her hands and she was performing some kind of service don't forget she was a male with a mustache with the nun's outfit. And then the nun, the guy, <laughs> took a flying dive over the four ladies into the water to lead the plunge. It was a beautiful thing. That, it was, 
It was the flying nun of sorts. That was that's that's good. I like that. Yeah. You know, we might as well do it with some originality. Yes. Well, people wouldn't understand if I did it. They would say, "Oh, look, he's dressed up as uh, the the Easter Bunny, or the he look he looks like a giant uh, leprechaun because uh, he's Irish." Uh-huh. But they wouldn't know that I would have seventeen swimsuits on underneath it. I'm in those rubber things that like Jack Cousteau used to wear when he was when he did that show. I'm not kidding, Coach. Joel walks. It's not that cold. Come on, everybody, jump in. All of a you know, it's you... funny. I'm like I'm like the guy that can go like on like if it's like eight degrees and I'm going next door to like my buddy's house. I'll walk out without the jacket. Okay, I can play football. You know, like in negative degree temperature and be fine. Something about water and that just freaks me out, Coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't blame you. I don't. But there was a Gumby, by the way, that jumped in too. Speaking of, a Gumby, I don't was think... he smoking a cigar, Coach? Not a an Gumby. Easter Bunny, but a Gumby. And now that you mention, I thought it was real cute. Gumby probably was a full body outfit, probably covering up. He probably had a couple of uh, bathing suits on to keep him warm. It was probably a disguise. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. If I would have known that, I don't realize that the guy's got an electrical heater inside of that (laughs) suit with him when he jumps in the lake. Okay, he may die, but he's going to be warm as hell. (laughs) All right, 888-463-6748. Again, congrats to all the polar plungers. Any of you out there listening to the show, uh, feel free to call in. 888-463-6748. Other news and notes in the sporting world. Big Dog, I don't know if we have anything coming out of the NFL Combine, but you're the guy that... um, on a regular basis, watches men in shorts, lifting weights, anything we need to know from Indianapolis. Yeah, the, the, what you need to know is I, I really, it's hypocritical for me to watch it because I don't believe in it, but yet every year I watch as much as I can. So it, it's hard to explain on that part why I do it so much. Uh, but yesterday the, the defensive linemen and the linebackers were going, and they looked phenomenal. They say that this is the best defensive line and linebacker class possibly in the history of the draft. I don't know about all that, but I do tell you this. And Dominican Stu, coach, yep. is a gigantic ball of muscle, and all he does is bounce around the field explosively. It is, it's amazing to watch that dude mm-hmm. run around. He is the lineman from Nebraska who had the uh, great, great season. His name again, Nedomican? And Dominican Stu, N-D-O-U-M-K-O-N-G-S-U-H. Very nicely done. What is Spelled backwards, what does that pronounce? Never mind. So God bless you. I don't know. Uh, outstanding. Well, you know, and again, for those not aware, Indianapolis, uh, a lot of the college players are working out, getting their strength and speed and agility and all their skills tested in uh, preparation for the NFL draft. We're going to have big draft day spectacular here. Randy Myers and our uh, female intern, No Squeeze Louisa, are preparing. Now, when is the uh, NFL draft? April 15th? It's uh, it's usually in the April 20s, Coach. Okay. It's usually like the second to last weekend in April. All right. I think it's the 22nd through the 24th now. Mm-hmm. It's three days, the NFL draft. Wow. Two days and wasn't I'm enough? I'm not sure how it goes, but I think this year it's one day is the first round, mm-hmm. and then they do like the second and the third on the second day, and then they do four through the seventh on the last day. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not sure how it goes. I think that's all right. Good. Well, still five, six weeks to prepare. So our producer Randy Meyer, plenty of time to get all that stuff ready. He has already broken down the safeties for us, and he did tell us to keep an eye on a young man out of Ohio State named Doug Plank. Okay, Doug Plank is a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal uh, DB. Him and Jack Tatum would be a great combination <laughs> for any particular uh, secondary in the NFL, yeah, uh, we, especially wait, if it was 1977. Well, you know. Couple of years here or there. The important thing is we've got the safeties broken down. Yeah, uh, those two have broken down all right. Yeah, 
All right. Another thing we didn't get to, Residue Tuesday, picking up some news and notes from the weekend. Uh, Michael Jordan making news. Michael Jordan, apparently, and Big Dog, you might have some insights on this, apparently going to be the lead purchaser of the Charlotte Bobcats. He's already the president and minority owner, but he's making a play to become the majority owner. Any insights you might have on MJ and the Bobcat? Well, that, that'll tell you how much uh, the value of NBA teams have decreased over the last, uh, like, three years due to the recession and all this other stuff because uh, uh, you're looking right now, Michael Jordan would never been able to afford to be the majority owner of an NBA team four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it, Michael must be doing well with his money, and things are good for him because it's pretty impressive. you got to have about you got to have at least $300 million to be majority owner of an NBA team. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he'll be uh, a little bit more effective than he's been as a general manager. Or a husband. Yeah, 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 that too. That too. He's had a steady girlfriend for a while, though, now. Yeah, she's, uh, have you seen her? She's like Dominican Mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah, fine young lady. Oh, she's she's Caliente coach. Mm -hmm. Very, very nice. All right, uh, also on our news and notes, Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars as we wander off the sports page just a bit, but there's some sports athletes that have been chosen amongst some of the new con, uh, contestees, if you will. For the next Dancing with the Stars, Big Dog, ESPN announcer Aaron Andrews. How about that? Um, I would have to say it's uh, quite a choice, and, and we're all very happy. Everybody in the sports world that watches yep. ESPN realizes that this girl is a class act. She's, you know, she's sharp. Yep. She's smart. Oh, and by the way, she happens to be drop-dead gorgeous. Yep. So, uh uh, you were all rooting for it. Isn't she like one of the nicest, most class acts that that's, has ever worked for ESPN, Coach? That, that, you're absolutely correct. That's what, It's almost like her beauty works against her. We had the whole Internet controversy with the uh, you know that sickle oh. that took pictures. Yeah. Of her. She got all that to deal with. But you're right. You know, She's absolutely gorgeous, but she is totally classy, and she's really, really good at what she does. Yeah, she actually she isn't just the eye candy on the sideline. She can actually... Ask yes. a tough question. Yep. Or, and she can watch a game and not be told by the producer, you need to yes. ask this. You can tell. Like the girl would, can watch a game and know what she should ask the coach. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think cool. this is fair, but uh, a recent Olympic gold medal champion in male figure skating, he's going to be in Dancing with the Stars, Evan Lysasek? Guy's too good. Yeah. Why is he in there? He's already got Natasha Lucan. He's got enough, Coach. He's got enough. <laughs> well, also, is you know, you can almost see his dancing ability. I, I guess there's not a direct correlation between skating and dancing, but he has a taunt buttocks, Coach. I beg your pardon. He has a taunt buttocks, Coach. You're clearly gay. There's nothing really else to say about that. I think you all know that. <laughs> <laughs> now, how about this competing with Aaron? You talk about a guy with no chance at all competing with Aaron Andrews. And Evan Lysasek and Pamela Lee Anderson from Baywatch. No, she doesn't have a chance. But uh, if you're talking about the wide receiver from the Bengals, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay, I haven't the even mentioned him. Chance, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Ben no. Johnson has a chance, coach. NFL players have done spectacularly in this. No, no, okay? no, 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 no. I wasn't saying Chad Ochocinco. You, you jumped the gun a little bit, but oh, yeah, my fault. yeah, because no, he. I think he's going to be one I, of the main I know contenders. Who you're Chad Ochocinco is part of it, the ex-Chad Johnson, the great dancer in the end zone. We'll try his dancing and dancing with the star. No, the guy I thought no chance to compete against these is uh, ex-astronaut 70-something Buzz Aldrich, who was he the first to walk on the moon? Coach, no, Neil Armstrong. Coach, are you trying to rip his Second. heart out? Huh? You're trying to rip his heart out, aren't you? 
That is the biggest regret of his life. Ever since he's been the second man to walk on the moon, when he was supposed to be the first, yeah. Neil Armstrong, remember, was the first to walk on the right, moon. Right, right. He's lived a life of little man complex ever since. That's the only reason why he got uh, into I don't this know event. About that. Come on, yeah. Buzz, oh, yeah. Buzz Aldrin has done just fine for himself. Don't kid yourself. And uh, He was dating Michael Jordan's Filipino girlfriend before MJ took over. By the way, she's not Filipino. She's Dominican. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. It's, uh, Either well, way, it doesn't really matter. I, guess. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold any uh, block parties for her. Uh, any condolence parties for Buzz Aldrin? He's done very fine. But how the hell is he going to compete in Dancing with the Stars with a Chad Ochocinco and an Aaron Andrews and Olympic gold medalist Evan Lysacek? Come on. Well, I guess you got to get somebody senile enough to get knocked out in the first round and not really care about it. <laughs> so I guess they figured Buzz Aldrin will be their victim. <laughs> Boy, if Buzz is listening, he's looking for a little upbeat, a little feel-good from his two friends and two guys in a mic, and the big dog just shot him down. Well, I mean, really, do you think – maybe Pamela Anderson is the first off. Seriously. Yeah, I don't uh, – you know, I think – No! Doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't dancing take a lot of balance? I'm thinking that uh, Pamela Lee Anderson, Pamela Sue, I'm thinking that um, the gyrometrics just aren't going to be there, and she'll tip over at some point. No, 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 Coach. They've counterbalanced her by blowing up her butt. <laughs> oh, boy, I'd like to so see everything's that. Everything's good with her. Trust what, me, it's all good. What goes on backstage stays backstage, huh? Well, considering that she had her lips redone recently, they might, she might have to grow out her toenails. Yeah, all right, all right. And finally, by the way, as we get off Dancing with the Stars here, pitchers and catchers have reported spring training baseball kicking it up. Exhibition baseball, Big Dog, is about to begin your excitement level, uh, probably limited, but uh, baseball is upon us, my friend. The the sun is out, and the first thing I'm going to do when I hang up this phone is I'm going to go outside. I'm going to throw the baseball around, Coach. I've greased up the mitts. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the house is all done. I take care of all the gloves in the house. I got five mm-hmm. males here. They think I'm crazy, but uh, it, but it, trust me, they're all happy about it. All so right. that's what I'm about to do, Coach. I believe a, it because I'm about to do it. You gave me a great idea because right after this show, if the webcast wants to follow me, they can watch. I'm going to stand outside the front door here at the talkzone.com, get in the catcher's squat position, and just have people, when they come in, I'm going to toss them the ball and have them pitch to me. That's, that's not bad, Coach. Yeah. But the only problem is you're afraid of the ball. No, no, no. Not I'm, afraid of, I'm afraid of the ball when I'm uh, uh, up hitting and someone's pitching. If I got the catcher's mitt on, I can catch. I just can't hit. No, you wearing a cup? Uh, not today. Are you going to get down in the crouch? I don't think anybody in our parking lot's going to throw more than 35, 40 miles an hour. I'm all good. <laughs> I'm all good. You never know. There's a Bally Total Fitness right outside your parking lot. You might end up having some pretty athletic Come on over. If you're over in Bally's listening to the show, come on over to thetalkzone.com across the street. I catch, you pitch, and we'll all be happy in between. Big Dog, we got to wrap up today's show. Say goodbye to our producer, Randy Myers. Goodbye to our producer, Randy Myers. Very good. Big Dog will be back with us on uh, Thursday. Thanks so much, Joel. Thanks to everybody for listening. Randy, great job today. Talkzone.com, two guys and a mic signing off. 10 o'clock tomorrow. We'll do it again. Don't be late.